0: Hello and welcome to episode 104 of Together A Brighton Over Albion podcast. We are cracking on into the century mark now. Uh, I am recording this just after the Leicester City game, so about 20 past four in the US, a bit later over there in the UK, um, and it's all in all been a very quiet week on the Albion front, so you know, not a lot to report there. Uh, the women's team did play midweek, got beat 1-0. Uh, by Chelsea who are you know one of the best women's teams in the division um, but other than that you know not much to report in terms of uh, Albion news um, the only real thing that you know is worth talking about just for 10 seconds really is that uh, we've had you know almost a full week now uh, of fans in stadia uh, which is great to have them back Um, there was uh, a big boxing fight last night on saturday uh anthony joshua against kubrat pulev and we had a thousand people in the stadium for that um which was great not so great to see so many without masks but great uh to you know starting to get some small sense of normality back into the world uh the vaccine is is pretty much being approved all over the place now uh the us is getting it i think the fda has has finally approved that and we're starting to you know see people starting to get actually uh you know put in and and we're starting to see some people get get the vaccination and and hopefully that this will lead to you know more and more people being able to come into football grounds hopefully by by this time next season or even better you know august um we will actually see everybody back uh full stadiums everybody back to normal and and kind of forgetting what of a nightmare year this was um with you know two weeks to go, on top of that, hopefully we you know we we finally get that super fight between Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury. Uh, that's the fight that everybody should want, uh, even if you're not a boxing fan um, or really into combat sports whatsoever. Um, I suspect that that fight will be on the TV of almost every uh, uh, pub, bar, club. Um, and and an awful lot of of homes um, in the country because it will be you know probably the biggest fight event since Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier I would say I would genuinely say um, in terms of big fights um, I don't see many that are bigger than this uh, so you know hopefully this time next year we're we're to- we're you know talking about a world that has come back to normal um, but. For now, uh, not to be. Uh, Leicester had nobody in the stadium today, um, and it's a shame for them because they utterly dominated us from start to finish. Uh, it started off with the starting lineup being a, a strange one. Uh, no Tariq Lamptey in the side. Graham Potter said it was precautionary. Um, Dan Byrne came in for Adam Webster. Uh, and slotted in at left back uh, where i thought he was atrocious um ben white did drop back into the back four today not a back three uh with veltman at right back ben white and lewis dunk in the back line and then uh dan burn on the left uh and we had a kind of midfield two of basuma and pascal gross uh again basuma being asked to play you know the enforcer slash box to box midfielder pascal gross uh as is appropriate on an NFL Sunday, being asked to continue his quarterback role, um, and and Yahamba Yehambach getting his first start of the season um, on the right hand side, uh, but it very much looked like him and Solly March, uh, who was put on the left, uh, decided to just play wherever they wanted. Um, same goes for Welbeck, who who looked like he was going to be you know that starting striker, uh, and again just kind of all four of them kind of rotated around and, and did everything they pleased. Um, Steven Alzate, once again, on the bench. Um, I'm starting to wonder what it is that man needs to do to get game time. Uh, Trossard, once again, didn't start. Uh, wondering how fit he is or whether he's even fit at all. Uh, no Andy Zakiri, either. Uh, for a team that are struggling to score goals, and you know we're constantly wondering where that cutting edge is coming from, it's quite worrying um, that... You know we're continuing to persevere with with the strikers that aren't scoring goals, uh, and Andy Zakiri is continuing to not even make the eighteen. Um, other than that, you know we we set our stall out to go kind of toe to toe with them. Um, we we wanted to kind of stifle their counter attacking tactics. You would think, um, but they started with a back three, and and they were pretty much immediately um, all over us. Uh, the The problem, more than anything, was the amount of space we allowed them uh, on the ball. James Justin uh, was an absolute monster. Uh, He made Dan Byrne look exactly what he was, and and it was uh, a division apart at that point. Um, I also think that uh, you know on both sides of the of the defence, we were left in a case where you know both. You know, both wing backs were given acres of space to run into. Um, and that was ultimately what cost us everything. Uh, once again, early on, uh, Albion came out. Very fast and frenetic start, end-to-end all over the place. Um, and, you know, there was a great bit of play um, that was tapped back to uh, Alireza Yahambach, uh, who took a shot. And it was a smart save from Schmeichel, good save. Uh, and just moments later, um, the front three of Mopai, Jahan and Welbeck combined again. Um, Welbeck was broken through one-on-one with the keeper. Um, it's in a position where if you're a Premier League striker, you cannot miss that. Um, that is a goal you simply have to score. Uh, and in true Brighton and Ovalbion fashion, uh, it was saved pretty comfortably by Casper Schmeichel. Um, and from then on, that was it. Uh, We we you know from then on it was it was all Leicester from pretty much the rest of the game uh, and we capitulated pretty poorly now to me um, it was kind of worrying uh, that all the way through you know they were pretty comfortably better than us uh, all over the field. Um, due to their formation change that they made, so they started with a back four with Fofana, Fofana uh, on the right hand side, uh, Christian Fuchs on the left, um, and then, or rather, Fof- and then Ndidi at the back, uh, and and Justin on the right hand side as well, as kind of a slightly more advanced right midfielder role, um, almost in like a 4-4-2, um, and almost you know after about 20 minutes, Brendan Rodgers changed it uh, and went three at the back. He slotted Fuchs back uh, at kind of that centre-half role. Same for Fofana. Um, and then kind of allowed Justin uh, and Mark Albrighton to kind of play a, a wing-back role that, that Tarek Lamptey and Solly March have been doing so well for us. Uh, we did not counter that at all. Um, and that was really where everything came from for the rest of the game. So at that point, you know, it was it was very apparent that they were going to continue to rampage down the wings. Um, and we were going to continue to allow them to do so. Um, Dan Byrne was not good enough to contain Mark Albrighton. He could not contain Fofana. Uh, he could not contain Ozi Perez. And ultimately, that was pretty much our downfall from the word go. The first goal, uh, I think, is, again, pretty classic in Brighton fashion, right? We've We've had the ball come in. It's bounced back out uh james madison has took a shot which is not a bad shot but it would have been a comfortable save uh but it just so happened there was about seven people stood in front of matt ryan it inevitably takes a touch off of someone uh, and deflects him past matt at the end nothing he could particularly do about it seen a lot of people online say that it was a poor goalkeeping decision uh he should have saved it it was a very saveable save uh i think it's a little bit harsh on matty um you know, he he didn't really. I don't think he really saw the ball until the last minute. Um, there was an awful lot of bodies in front of him, and I think he was just. You know, it was a tough time, um, and it and it hit the back of the net, and that was it. Um, from then on, it was it was pretty much just an absolute mess. Uh, we totally collapsed for the rest of the half. Uh, you know, from the goal uh, that took place to halftime. Um, it was just awful. Uh, we just kind of capitulated entirely. Um, and and it was just a case of when the next goal was coming. Um, once it got to about 39 minutes, I think, I was getting pretty hopeful that we could actually get in at halftime um, and, and change the whole course of the game. Uh, not to be, though. Um, the second goal... Uh, again, we allowed James Justin to rampage down the right-hand side. Um, and just slots the ball into Jamie Vardy, um, who pops it into the back of the net, no problem. Uh, both centre-halves were tricked, bamboozled, fooled uh, by Jamie Vardy, um, who somehow seems to still be able to run at 100 million miles per hour, which is fair play to him. He's he's aged incredibly well. Um, and, you know, I, although I have no complaints about the goal because we welcomed it, uh, we, were, we were really poor today and we, we couldn't defend against them. I do. I will say those lines on the VAR were very strange and suspect. Um, You know, when the lines started being drawn in, I thought, oh, he's offside. Like, not a lot, but he is offside. Um, But the VAR kind of cut away. We didn't get to see the end of VAR. Uh, We just got to see that the goal was awarded. Very strange, um, very inconsistent. Uh, It doesn't change the fact that they deserve to win at all uh, one of our worst performances of the season. Um, But it was a weird VAR situation. Uh, And then the third goal, three minutes later, um, you know, Leicester were in the ascendancy um, and and just ripped us apart. James Madison uh, was just, again, had Dan Byrne for his lunch, uh, popped around and whipped in probably one of the goals of the month, um, scored an absolute banger to... Finish off the game, consign it to a comfortable win for for the Foxes uh, and into halftime we went. At that point, uh, you know, the game was over. um, We were comfortably beaten um, and it starts to feel like our lack of investment and our naivety uh, in the transfer market is coming home to haunt us. Um, We aren't able to finish our chances uh, and we are not good enough. Um, to to keep chances out. And the second half, you know, Leicester took their foot off of the accelerator. They could. They'd already won the game. Um, They knew we weren't going to pose too much of a goal threat um, because, you know, that's the story of our season. Um, And they were strong enough to just comfortably hold us off uh, and kind of just go down into first gear, see out the game and and be ready for their their big Christmas period considering they've been hammered all season with their European schedule. Um, But unfortunately... You know, Ali reza did not do a great deal to influence the game past that first 10 minutes. Al Zate came on for the final 30. Uh, hopefully we see a bit more of him. Aaron Connolly came on for the last 30 minutes. Um, and you could be forgiven for knowing he came on at all. Um, and Alexis McAllister came on for Bissouma with about 20 minutes to go. Um, hopefully that was just to rest Bissouma. Because uh, we need him um, for the next two. Comfortably one of our best players today. Uh, and... One of the only few that looked like they gave a shit today. Uh, So hopefully, um, you know, he will be playing our next two as well. End of the day, another poor performance from the Albion. Um, I've got to be honest, I I didn't particularly expect anything at all uh, from this game. But the manner in which we uh, kind of were beaten comfortably is incredibly disappointing. Uh, We are a better team. Um, and have a better mentality than the one we showed today. Uh, And, you know, we are falling very quickly into a trap um, of being well and truly stuck in a relegation battle. These next two games with Fulham and Sheffield United well and truly make or break our season. Um, we, if we don't win them both, uh, I would say we're firmly in the mire. If we win them both, you know, all of a sudden we're we're out of trouble again, um, and we can look at the you know the January window as a chance to try and rectify some of the wrongs. Um, but in terms of the players today, you know, there was an awful lot of them that coasted by doing it next to nothing. So let's move on to the player ratings, Uh, and let's not pull any punches. Um, First of all, Danny Welbeck, uh, totally anonymous. Um, I thought he was incredibly ineffectual today. Uh, One shot, one on target. Uh, It was a goal that any Premier League striker should be scoring, and he missed it. Um, Not good enough. Didn't present really much of an aerial threat up top, um, which is partly what his job was supposed to be when we brought him in. Um, we signed him from a team that was relegated because they can't score enough goals. Um, I'm I'm still confused as to why we think he may be an answer long term. Um, he he is not scoring goals at this level enough for us either. Uh, and and you know we are we are kind of we are recruiting relegation players um, and then being surprised when we're in a relegation battle. Not good enough. Uh, Aaron Connolly anonymous. Neil Mopai, uh, two shots, two on target. Um, thought he played better today than he has played recently, actually. Um, he, you know, he he contributed in build-up play an awful lot. Um, but again, uh, no end product or wasn't in the right positions to get into an end product pace space. Uh, could have done a lot better. Um, Alzate was brought on. Uh, with nothing really to earn from this. Uh, I would still like to see him on the central midfield, um, at least for one of these next two games, uh, especially if Lallana is not fit. Ben White, once again, way better at centre-back than he is at uh, central defensive midfield. Finally got my words out. Um, he is just not a central defensive midfielder, uh, and and he played a lot better at centre-half today. Uh, made a couple of superb blocks um, to deny Jamie Vardy and I think Iose as well. Um, I thought he was okay today. Uh, you know, just like every other centre half in the league, he was outpaced, outthought and bamboozled by Jamie Vardy. Um, and you know that's just the way it is. Uh, same goes for Lewis Dunk. Uh, played some good passes across uh, across the the pitch, um, but ultimately you know he his distribution was good. Um, his pass accuracy was excellent. Uh, but he he ultimately was uh, in a similar fashion to to Ben White at fault um, for you know not being able to keep hold of Jamie Vardy. Uh, both of them offer next to nothing at set pieces, which is very strange because Lewis Dunk always used to. Um, but in recent months and weeks and years, he has become incredibly ineffective at set pieces. Uh, Alexis McAllister forgot he came on. Uh, Matt Ryan. Um, Thought he was hard done by today, to be honest. Uh, not really a great deal he could have done for the third goal. Um, the second goal was uh, a tap-in for Jamie Vardy. So, again, not a great deal he could do about it. Um, and the third and the first one, uh, where he's getting a lot of criticism. I um, think that's a little bit harsh on him, like I said. It was in between a lot of bodies. There was a deflection. Um, it's kind of tough. You know, what more can you do? Pascal Gross. Uh, pff, you know... He's he's got an awful lot going for him going forward. Uh, three key passes today. Um, I thought he did a good job of you know co- contributing defensively as well. Two total tackles, three interceptions. Uh, he did that kind of defensive work well as and when he was needed to. Uh, but overall, you know, he he was not in a game that was meant for him to succeed. Um, I thought it was harsh on him to you know having to continue playing the game. Uh, when he was, you know, the ball was going past him far too quickly for for who he is. My only three uh, good players today, my only three players I would rate above a 5 out of 10, uh, Solly March. Looked like he gained a lot of confidence in recent weeks. Uh, looked good. Two key passes, two shots, uh, plenty of touches on the ball. Was happy playing on the left, happy playing on the right, happy being in the middle. Uh, won the ball, was able to go around people, looked confident, um, four tackles, two to two interceptions, blocked a shot. Was more than happy to come back and help an ailing Dan Burn. An ailing Dan Byrne, Apologies. Uh, <clears throat> three successful dribbles, more than anybody else on the team. Um, I thought he played really well today. Uh, I still prefer him at the left wing back role, uh, but he he played really well today uh, for you know the game he was in, and it was a shame that you know nobody else really up their level to be around him. Uh, my other one, Pissouma, uh, I thought he was superb again today. One key pass, two shots. Uh, defensively, he was all over it. Four total tackles, uh, two interceptions, a clearance, committed, uh, no fouls as well, which is, you know, for a player, being doing what he's asked to do uh, was excellent. Uh, three successful dribbles as well. Uh, joint first with Sonny March. Um, and also, you know, had a one key pass and a couple of shots to his name. Looked like he was the only one, uh, looking like he wanted to change it going forward. Um, and I thought he did really well, to be honest, had a lot of the ball, um, incredibly accurate pass, pass accuracy percentage. Uh, only Lewis Dunk was ahead of him in that statistic. Thought he did very well indeed. My man of the match, Joel Veltman, um, Again, filled in superbly wherever, wherever he was asked to do so. Uh, won more aerial duels than anybody else in four. Had more touches on the ball than anybody else. Uh, you know, did a great job defensively. He made seven total tackles, four more, three more rather than anybody else on the team. Uh, was joint second with uh, interceptions at two. Uh, contributed with a clearance as well. Um, and, you know, I thought he... Looked like one of those players, again, that looked like he wanted to be out there today and was making an effort. Substitutions, I thought, were, you know, the right ones. Um, We brought on three attacking players uh, to try and make a difference, and none of them did. Um, So onwards to to Fulham. Um, There's a couple of things going on right now. First of all, um, let's just touch on all of them, right? Next two games, Fulham and Sheffield United huge games huge uh, anything less than four points from them and we are in deep trouble um and you know it's it's really unacceptable to be getting anything less than four um after that the logical conversation goes if we don't get four or more does potter leave or do you want potter to leave personally no i don't um Despite today being an absolute shit show, uh, I still think he's the right man for the job, um, despite many of you disagreeing. Uh, the reason being is is twofold. Um, do I think that there are significant changes that need to be made to this team for us to start winning games um, that only a new manager could do? No, I don't. Um, I think there are small things that need to be changed Uh, that would, you know, make our chance of winning a lot more. Uh, Those would be being a lot better at set pieces at both ends of the pitch. Uh, Again, we're the worst set piece defenders in the league. We have not scored a single goal from a set piece in the league, not including penalties. Um, Those two stand out, right, as a pretty big problem. Um, We must do better at set pieces. Uh, That is a small change. It's not something that, you know, is going to take an entire preseason or an entire season to change an ethos of. Like, we just need to make that change and get better at it. I feel like that is a very attainable goal uh, and one that we absolutely can achieve. Um, The other one would be, you know, playing to our opponent and actually matching up with them uh, and adjusting tactically um, at the right time. Potter is a bit slow to adjust. Uh, I think he's a good tactician. Um, he's just not quite quick enough right now at this level, uh, as evidenced today by Brendan Rodgers making the change he did and scoring three goals before Potter could even react. Um, that again is not is not something that you know needs a whole new ethos around it. Just needs Potter to be a slightly bit more incisive. He's a young manager. He will get that. The second part of that conversation with Potter out is is the the reality of it, right? Uh, we have, we need to get rid of him and his entire staff. Not, not cheap to do so. Uh, it's not the most expensive thing in the world. You know, he's not uh, Mourinho or somebody like that. But it'll be a million or two million to get rid of them all. Um, that's more than we've spent this entire summer transfer window, by the way. Uh, so we would have to spend that to get rid of him um, and then spend whatever it would be to get somebody in. Now, if you want Potter out... I don't expect you to sit on the fence and be a little bitch about it. I want you to tell me who you want in. Um, Because it's all well and good saying, get rid of someone. But you need to, if you're so happy to spend the club's money in getting rid of someone and their entire backroom staff, I want you to say who you want in and why. Um, Because otherwise, it's just moaning for the sake of moaning and sitting on the fence when it comes to, you know, talking about the future. Uh, I've seen a couple of people say, bring in Eddie Howe. Uh, the reality is we're not going to get Eddie Howe. We couldn't afford what he would ask for. We couldn't agree with, uh, with the kind of transfer workings he would demand from us. Um, and, and thirdly, he wouldn't be given the time to succeed. Uh, this is, a, this is a, a manager currently at the Albion, Graham Potter, who achieved our greatest ever finish in the last three years. Uh, we scored more points in the in the Premier League last season uh, than we did in either season under Chris Hutton. and we are now you know 11, 12 games into the Premier League season and everybody wants him gone. Um, Eddie Howe is not going to turn around results that quickly uh, and and get everything so well versed that people think we can do um, before everyone's calling for his head again. So he's not quick acting enough and we couldn't afford him. So Eddie Howes out of the picture. Uh, Big Sam, we couldn't afford Big Sam. I think he's going to, you know, cost an awful lot of money as as the relegation specialist he can be. Um, and after that, I I don't know where you go after that for names. So I would love to hear it. Um, if you do have ideas of who you would, you would like to bring in, uh, be loud, be proud. You know, you're proud enough to to and loud enough to, to voice your displeasure at the manager, which is entirely fair. All things being said what, two wins at home this season? Maybe one this year, rather. Um, Not good enough. Not good enough at all. Bad. Very bad. Piss poor. Um, But I want to hear a solution, too. um, And a realistic one. You know, I don't want to hear that get rid of Potter, get in Pep. You know, it's a waste of time. Um, You know, I I like to think that we should be looking at the solution, not the problem. Um, So what I would like to hear from fans is that if you want to get rid of someone, I want to hear what we can do to improve. Now, here's my other piece, uh, the starting 11 for Fulham. Um, and this is where I talk about where I think we should improve. Uh, Dan Byrne should not play football uh, at left back ever again for the Albion. Um, left wing back is a little bit of a different proposition. Uh, worst things come to the worst, I could accept it. Um, but he is not a left back out and out. Uh, I would much rather have had Bernardo there today. Um, I don't know why he wasn't even you know, given an opportunity to do so. I think Webster should stay out of the side. Uh, I think we should revert back to a back three. Lamptey on the right. Uh, White, Dunk, and Veltman at the back. Uh, I think Veltman has been one of our best players this year. And Sonny March over at left wing back. No doubt about it. If Adam Lallana is not fit, then he will not play. Which doesn't sound like he's going to be. Uh, So for me, my midfield is Alzate and Besuma, No doubt about it. They absolutely have to start. Both of them. They are both superb players and are well worth that starting eleven squad berth at this point. Um, You know, I can't even imagine why we would not want to put them both in there. Up top, or kind of more attacking-wise, Leandro Trossard has to come back into the side. Has to. He simply has to. And Andy Zakiri has to come into the side, frankly. Um, I, I, you know, we've got five at the back. Ryan, I, I believe, should stay in goal. And so we've got Ryan at the back uh, with that back five in front of him. We've got Alzate and Basuma in front of him. Uh, and then I think we go Trossard, we go Mopai, and we go Zakiri up top. That's what we do. There you go. There's the starting 11. Ryan, Lamptey, Veltman, White, Dunk, March, Basuma, Alzate, Trossard, Mopai, Zakiri. <laughs> I knew that sneeze was coming and I didn't mute in time. Sorry. That's my starting 11. We've made changes we need to make. If Lalana is not going to be fit, we're doing what we need to do. That That 11, for me, in my opinion, gets us a result against Fulham. No doubt about it. We are good enough to beat them, we will beat them, and that's the decision we make. At that point, you know we do have to sacrifice Pascal Gross. We do have to sacrifice uh, Adam Webster, Daniel Welbeck. Um, I, but I don't care. I don't think they're doing well enough. Aaron Connolly not good enough. Get him out. Get gone. Stay out of the side until we've tried this out uh, starting eleven. That's my solution. And is Keirin, uh, Trossard back in the side, um, and we actually you know act upon these poor performances and get people out of the side. Now. I know people are probably on the other end of this screaming at me, why not get rid of Matt Ryan? Um, The reality is I don't think he's been as bad as we say he is. Uh, I think that if we fix our set-piece problem with our defenders, I think we fix the Matt Ryan problem. Um, But until that point, you know, he's going to be in trouble. And Sanchez, albeit he's obviously massive compared to Matt, he he didn't make any difference in set-pieces when it came to the Tottenham game. Albeit it was his debut, uh, but there wasn't enough in there for me to go, well, he should definitely start over Ryan. He made such a difference at set pieces. He didn't. We still conceded two or three goals. I can't even remember what the result was now against Spurs. Um, but, you know, we got beat 2-1. One, and, and one of them came from a cross. Uh, you know, not... What can you do? Um, so, for me, these next two are huge... Uh, we need to see some bold attacking lineups uh, for these next two. Um, and we need to see some results. Because if we don't, then the, uh, the Potter out brigade is going to get awfully loud. Um, and, you know, I, d- I don't know what kind of Christmas uh, is in store for us. Um, especially because the games get a little bit tougher then. Uh, with, you know, West Ham, Arsenal, Wolves, Manchester City. All back to back to back. Brutal. Uh, so I will see you all Wednesday night for our post-Fulham encounter. Uh, and I will see you then. So be safe. Have a good start of the week. And, yeah, be safe.